anything that's basically not contributing the best to your own time, to the results of your business. Um, 20% should be with you and the other 80% vital parts of your business should go somewhere else. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a bonus episode of Honest E-Commerce. Today, you're going to have not one, but two podcast hosts on the show. We're going to be competing for attention, obviously. Today, I'm welcoming to the show the host of e-commerce Coffee Break, Klaus Lauter. Welcome to the show. Hey, Chase. Thanks for having me on the show today. Really pumped. Absolutely. I'm excited to chat. Um, so quickly, uh, before we get into what we're going to discuss today, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about the Pareto Principle, the 80-20 rule, which is super fun. Uh, but before that, give a little bit about your background. Uh, what kind of brought you to hosting a podcast? What were you up to in your life? Well, it happened completely accidental. Um, as many people stuck in a pandemic, um, I was looking for new ways to market my services. And podcast was one of the ideas. Um, I was n never planned to become a podcast host in the way that I'm a running it right now. Um, but over time, it, it just developed. Um, the show grew and I love it. Gives me the chance to talk to interesting people like you. And um, that brought me into podcasting. Absolutely. Now, did the Pareto principle influence your decision to stop with the service offering and focus on just the podcast? Oh, that's a very good question. I never thought about that. Um, maybe it did. I don't know. Um, the, the Pareto principle came to me a few years ago. Um, I'm in digital marketing for, I don't know, 20 something years, so very, very long time. And at some point, Pareto principle 8020 rule came up and I tried to implement that into my business and figured out actually it's very, very helpful. So since then, I'm using that in many, many ways, um, on the how to manage, manage things and probably podcasting. What I do right now is an outcome of that as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so. Let's just dive in a bit more about the Pareto principle for anyone listening that is unaware of this awesome just concept strategy. Uh, I don't know really how to best describe it, uh, but it's something very helpful. 100%. Yeah. I think most people know it under the 80-20 rule. I think that's the most common phrase. Um, the, the history behind that, and I had to look it up. So it's coming from a Italian economist, Wilfredo Pareto, in 1896, a long time ago. And he observed that 80% of the land in Italy was owned by only 20% of the population. So he was not really li literally in digital marketing or running businesses. So he came from a completely different angle. Then in 1941, Joseph M. Duran, a Romanian-born American engineer, applied to observation to 80% of the issues are caused by 20% of the causes in quality management. Still completely different. But then basically it got a life on its own. So people took it over, took it in other parts of businesses. And it came out that it applies to a lot of different things um, on product management, on your sales, on management, managing your staff members and so on and so forth. Absolutely. I've seen it applied uh, in e-commerce specifically. Um, I've seen it that... Uh, 80% of your returns will come from 20% of your customers. 
Um, 80% of your sales will come from 20% of your products. Um, I've even seen it even skewed and maybe it's just people using numbers that they're familiar with to where uh, you want to budget 20% for creative and running ads and 80% for the actual ad budget. Um, so this you know, 80-20 rule is used all over the place. Absolutely right. I think the most common you just mentioned. Um... There's there's a lot of other um, examples. I think um, what you mentioned there, customer support. Um, Eighty percent of your customer requ support requests are coming from twenty percent of of your customers. Uh, you can't even even for, go further. Um, I talked to a guy a while ago. He said that he's basically firing his clients because twenty percent of his clients giving him so much headache that he's trying to get rid of them. <laughs> so it's, oh yeah yeah. So um, you can really really go granular on that one. But I think it's also it's a, a big part of your own time management um, because you as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, as a startup founder, you're good in specific things and you're not so good in other things. So you want to focus on the 20% that you are really good in and the other 80%, which are still vital to your business. Um, you basically find ways to better manage them, to outsource them to, I don't know. So anything that's basically not contributing the best to your own time, to the results of your business. 20% um, should be with you and the other 80% vital parts of your business should go somewhere else. Absolutely. Let me translate that for all the American capitalists out there. 20% of your energy is going to be responsible for 80% of your income. So that's what you need to identify within your business is what are the actions that are truly strategic to moving the needle for your business. And you should double down on doing that. And then the things that don't necessarily require you to be involved, they're important, but they don't require you to be involved. You should get them off your plate to open up more time for that those actions that truly you know drive the business 100 percent correct and i think you should always start with yourself when you're looking into optimizing and then basically go step by step through your business through every task that is in your business and you mentioned for instance paid ads a big thing is like where put do you put your money where do you get the results from i mean it's easy specifically with meta facebook instagram google etc to waste a lot of money um with no results at all um by not following the 80-20 rule. So really try to find out what are the 20% of marketing activities that I have on paid ads or in marketing in general, and then really focus on that one. Absolutely. Now, do you have any uh, more examples of the 80-20 rule at work with either yourself or clients that you've supported? Well, starting by myself, I basically, I did a time um, audit. So basically the time that I'm spending working and building my business um, and then really looking is like okay what i'm what is bringing the results where is my energy as you mentioned before where is my energy put the best um, to get the most results out of it and then from there i really try to outsource stuff um, big example for instance bookkeeping is an integral part of every business Am I a bookkeeper? No. Do I understand the basics? Yes. So it's better to give it to someone who knows what they're doing and they are much more efficient than I ever can be. So it's definitely not on my plate. Um, and that's where you basically start. It's like, okay, what am I good at? And then go step by step through all elements of your business and try to outsource. Absolutely. And I think outsourcing is one of it. It's when you're looking at the activities on your your plate, on your to-do list, the things that you're doing every week, 
uh, there's three things that you can actually do. Uh, you can delegate it, uh, you can automate it, or you can just stop doing it. And I think people <laughs> don't realize that that third option exists. Um, and that's goes back to really thinking about what actions are really driving results. And sometimes you got to do that with you know real data. You can see numbers like fifty dollars here results in a lead, or you can use gut principle, like you know your gut feeling. It's like, well, every time I go to that marketing event, I usually get a client, right? So those have some some data behind it. But if you know, on the flip side, if it's like I spend money here and I don't think I've ever seen a lead, or I never get anything going to these meetups, stop doing them. Just you can stop. You know, you don't need to keep doing things that aren't getting you results. That's literally the definition of insanity. 100% right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it goes even um, a bit on the on the tough side of, of being a business owner. Um, it goes as far as firing people. Um, you might have people who are just not productive and effective enough. And that falls also under the 80-20 rules. So you want to get rid of the 80% or 20% depends on your business of people that are not contributing enough to the results. And then obviously you need to pull the trigger and get rid of them. Absolutely. And that starts to drift into like the sunk cost fallacy. It's like, I've already invested so much time and energy in this person. And it's, it, it is really hard. Once you do start delegating and you build a small team of contractors uh, that are within your business that are taking care of um, important elements of your business, um, you have to be honest with yourself. Um, if they're not getting the job done within like a week, of hiring them after some corrective kind of conversations, you should, you should probably let them go. It's not going to get much better from there. Um, you know, but if you think you're going to hire someone to take over a piece of your business, um, and this day one crush it, you're insane as well. Like you, there's a lot of, um, I think a lot of people fail when they get into, um, delegating stuff and outsourcing uh, tasks within their business because they just assume the other person knows everything they know, which is not true. You have to be so... Uh, you have to over-communicate how you do that process, um, how what all the edge cases might be. You know, uh, We use Loom all the time to walk through processes in real time. We try to call out any edge cases. Um, and then just accept work that maybe isn't there yet as they're learning on the job. Uh, I, I think that that will build a better relationship with any contractor that you're using as opposed to being so cutthroat, like one mistake and get rid of them. You're just going to be spending all your time firing people and not getting anything done. Yeah. Coming back to the Pareto principle, 80-20 rule, standard operating procedures help a lot there. And you should not only write them once, you should go back and optimize them all the time. And that's also 80-20. So we want to get rid of steps in processes in, in um, helping your employee to get better at it by constantly cutting out things by optimizing. And you're quite right. You should give a, a new employee enough time to get ready for the job and to learn. Um, but then there is a point um, and that's depending on the tasks on the job they have, where you basically need to make the call is like, is that the right person or not? Um, because sometimes you feel emotional about an employee, you like the person, and it becomes really, really difficult. But at, and at the end of the day, unfortunately, you need to be um, unemotional about that. It's a business and um, you want to see results and then you need to pull the trigger if they do not comply or do not bring the, the quality or quantity that you're looking for. Exactly. And I think uh, another area where I've seen the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule be applied 
is within the work like the work product of people you're delegating tasks to if they can get it 80% of what you as a founder a specialist as an insane person can get it right that should be acceptable to you because your client your part whoever is not going to notice that 20% um and that's where you should be trying to get your contractors too is like doing the work 80% as good as you're going to do it. Um, and that's something that I don't, that's not something I'm saying. It's something I've seen all over the internet. And it's something that's really hard for f- founders and, uh, you know, first time builders to start delegating these things that they have this concept of perfection. Everything has to be perfect. And then perfection is the enemy of progress. Like you got to get over it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, perf- I'm personally not a perfectionist, but what I think is if you concentrate on the 20% you're good at, and you probably, that is exactly also what you like. Um, you will be better than the rest of the bunch, but the other 80%, you should find someone who's better than you. And um, because these are the things that need to be done and you are probably not the best person either from your skill sets or from your motivation to do so. Um, so if you delegate or if you outsource, um, then that person should be definitely better than you. Absolutely. And a caveat here, because I've done a lot of the hiring and stuff. Um, if you're hiring someone that's better than you, you need to have a working knowledge of what it is. And so you can talk about it and understand if you're getting a good result or a bad result. If you're pretty much blind to that entire area and you're hiring for it, how do you know if they know what they're talking about or not? Right. So when you're in a situation like that, it might make sense to have a partner help you hire someone um, or another team member that's more familiar kind of get involved um, to make sure that you're making the right hires and not unfortunately getting scammed. There's a lot of liars on the internet. A very important point that you made there. Um, I have seen that in the past in different businesses that I was involved in. I'm, I'm a big fan of doing everything in your business, every task in the beginning by yourself, just to learn the process, just to learn the problem. You don't need to become an expert in that. And that's not the idea. But you're 100% right in saying you need to understand what the process is and what the outcome is and what the, the steps are. Because otherwise, people can just sell you anything because you take it as for granted what they tell you. And that's not only for hiring people, that's also working with agencies, that's working with external partners and so on and so forth. So very important point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Can you quickly talk about your podcast, the types of guests that you have, where people can go and check it out if they're listening here and they want to learn more about you? Yes, of course. So the it's called the e-commerce coffee break. It's a 2025 minute conversional style podcast. I'm talking to marketeers, founders, app developers in the Shopify space and everything around that might be interesting for Shopify and DTC brands with running their business. So we are focusing on marketing. We are focusing on AI a lot of times right now. AI is in everyone's mind right now, and it helps a lot with business. And we focus with everything that on the long run will help you to grow your business or grow your revenue. Absolutely. And everyone, you can check that out at ecommercecoffeebreak.com. Klaus, is there anything I didn't ask you about that you think would resonate with our audience today? So if somebody's interested in outsourcing, um, then they can um, contact me. I and a business partner of me um, have a business that's called Smart E-Commerce Marketing. And there we basically help um, D2C companies in outsourcing marketing tasks on a part-time basis. So we are not a uh, virtual assistant company or something like that, but we bring you a new team member. uh, And there's a lot of cost um, savings in there because we're based in South Africa and Cape Town. 
Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, everyone go check out his podcast. Um, I actually was on an episode recently, uh, so you can go find that one to get a taste. Uh, Klaus, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks, Chase. It was a blast. Thanks so much. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own businesses. You can find all the links in the show notes. You can subscribe to the newsletter at honestycommerce.co to get each episode delivered right into your inbox. If you're enjoying this content, consider leaving a review on iTunes that really helps us out. Lastly, if you're a store owner looking for an amazing partner to help you get your Shopify store to the next level, reach out to Electric Eye at electriceye.io slash connect. Until next time.